to our podcast. We are called Mapping the Tropes. Every episode, we tackle a different trope. And we talk about a book that uses that specific stereotype or, uh, uh, again, trope. Trope. <laughs> My name is Adriana. I'm Paola. And I'm Marianne. And today, folks, we are talking about BDSM. Hell yeah. Okay. I feel like this has been a theme in the making, in the waiting. This is yeah, something that Adriana has been. <laughs> I didn't even suggest it. Why are you calling me out? You can't call me out. Look, I had a plan for this episode and it was shot down by my fellow co-host. So you can't call me out. <laughs> Uh-huh. yeah Adriana actually did have a very specific plan but neither Marianne or I were like on board <laughs> we're like no listen since no, before sir. we since before we even started the podcast I think we've been skirting the idea of the BDSM theme and uh, <laughs> like like I'm, I'm gonna like expose all of us right now. We basically like took these um, internet uh, kink tests, and we mm-hmm. were just like gleefully uh, comparing our results with each other. Like, oh, look what I got! <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. It has been an internal struggle within our uh group chat um because every time i try to broach a some subject um i get called out and then i call them out and it's a circle a, a circle it's like a cycle of a vicious cycle of kink and of exposing of exposing exactly each other it's just that exactly. we are so comfortable with our listeners. <laughs> um, of course, we must we must talk about the most iconic BDSM ever, which is of course the Queen um, Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> no, shut, shut up! up. Shut up. Okay. For those of you who may may be more vanilla um, oh. in your taste. And but there's nothing exactly. there's nothing wrong with it there's we're just saying have as much missionary sex as you want <laughs> i don't care um but uh for those of you who may not be as familiar with the concept of bdsm uh it is uh short for bondage dominance submission and masochism i think that that's BD- yeah yeah and or yeah so that's what it stands uh for and usually entails a lot of uh safety precautions um especially if you're doing it correctly um you know taking care of your uh partner and as always consent being the central focus of uh every sort of sexual scene uh that you partake in and it's very fun to read about it's fun to talk about um and I really love uh the fact that we are talking about it in this program yeah and I I did bring it up um jokingly but I think whenever people like people who don't normally read BDSM if we do mention it I think Fifty Shades of Grey would actually um like pop yeah. into people's heads you know mm-hmm. because it was like the first mainstream erotica bdsm kind of literature and also movies that appeared in mainstream media and first of all we must say that this is not an accurate portrayal yeah. um don't 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 uh like if you don't read bdsm or if you don't like enjoy that kind of themes in your books or movies or whatever but it's only because of Fifty Shades of Grey, for example. Like, um, expand your horizons, first of all, because <laughs> that's just very shameful. And also, 
again 50 shades of gray is not very <laughs> accurate um bdsm is all about like respect uh it's about consent it's about communication yeah and keeping it to the bedroom like that's one thing that uh 50 shades of gray does not do like i've read excerpts of it and sometimes christian threatens to uh slap or spank uh anastasia but in a non-sexy way that's not BDSM. that's um, yeah it's very important to communicate with your partner if you're uh broaching bdsm for the first time um and if your partner is forcing you to do these sorts of things maybe don't be in that relationship dump them um yeah dump them um but yeah it's about communication it's about it's also about trust in your partner um that they will uh be there for you before during and after uh scene so and you know paula mentioned like within the bedroom maybe it can be outside of the bedroom like if they partake in some sort of semi-public <laughs> sex but um, but communication but it, first it must know? be yeah it must be discussed beforehand um and yeah it, it should be communication must go both ways between uh or not not necessarily both ways it can be between more than one partner uh and so the importance is to be uh, well informed and you know be critical of what you're reading um you know reading i feel like we're cassette, doing we're doing a, a lot PSA. of essays yeah <laughs> like sometimes you'll read like some some type of like even a regular old romance vanilla romance book and the the characters will be super possessive and you're like this is off-putting and you know if that's something that you know you and your partner are comfortable with like acting possessive with each other um that's something to talk about but you know <laughs> if it's something that veers towards the unhealthy and toxic relationship uh perhaps do not um but yeah. yeah, the main point of this PSA is that Fifty Shades of Grey is A, not accurate, B, not actually good BDSM representation, mm. and C, don't be a basic bitch. Like, read <laughs> read non-mainstream BDSM stuff. Like, it's great. Yeah. Like, the ones yeah. that we're going to talk about today. Yeah, and another PSA, if you still don't know, but... Fifty Shades of Grey is a Twilight fan fiction that was published. And don't don't do that. <laughs> yeah, fan fiction is great, but yeah, Fifty great. Shades was not. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> um, not like not from a fan fiction standpoint, not from a literature standpoint, not from mm. an accurate representation standpoint. Just 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 throw it away. Throw it away. Like don't yeah. ever think that that is. Re the correct read thing. the books that we're recommending instead. exactly mm -hmm. marianne why don't you start yes yes let me let me begin let's cleanse the palette with um this bdsm book uh representation <laughs> uh recommendation i should say um so my book <laughs> is neon gods by katie robert uh yes. i read this very recently so it's like very fresh in my mind so that's mm -hmm. why i decided to talk about it today this is First of all, the first thing that I loved about it was that it's a kind of a fantasy romance in sort of a way, because mm -hmm. it's a retelling of the, the myth of Persephone and Hades from the mm -hmm. Greek gods. And so this is set in like an ultra modern city called Olympus, because this is going to be like a pretty moderate series about different types of myths of Greek mm -hmm. myths so again this is from Persephone and Hades's point of view um, Persephone is like this society darling she's always in different media um, she's like the sunshine girl the it girl of magazines and whatnot meanwhile Hades on the other hand he's like a myth like no one actually realizes that he's real 
because in the city of Olympus, they are basically ruled by 13 houses, but the mm -hmm. ter 13th house is Hades's, which people don't actually believe that he exists. Mm -hmm. And so one day, Persephone is actually fleeing um, Olympus because she finds out that she's been betrothed to Zeus. And obviously, we know that um, Zeus is like a huge ass dick. So mm -hmm. um, Persephone does not want to marry this guy. So she flees Olympus, crosses the river Styx. And what do you know that she um, jumps right into the arms of Hades, who was on the Hades. other side of the bridge? Oh, my God. Like, I love I, I've read a few Persephone and Hades retellings but this mm -hmm. one this one oh my god so takes the cake it does it, it does because Hades Hades is the grumpy man you know we know mm -hmm. there have been quite a few grumpy sunshine retellings and whatnot but he is so ah oh, delicious he's wonderful hey I imagine Hades kind of like a Keanu Reeves type of character mm. you know like very mm. gruff sexy stoic but very tender sweet oh, oh I'm, I'm, losing it. I'm losing it I'm losing the thread let me go back let me go back so Hades he he he's unknown he values being an unknown person because he never wants to like be exposed to Olympus and it's um like Wants to protect the people that he has in the other side of the bridge so when Persephone shows up she's like a big wrench into his plans of being anonymous and and inconspicuous you know and both of them together they are like oh my god they are electrified power couple yeah they are the power couple so basically the BDSM element happens because Hades has like these sex parties, I would say. Like, like yeah. he wants to intimidate people so they fear him. So he invites people to his like underground den and they all go there and he has like these different sex shows and whatnot. So in this book also, Persephone and Hades kind of fake date because the point is to infuriate Zeus and whatnot so persephone and hades are pretending to be together and then um persephone is like okay so you have to convince zeus that he doesn't want me anymore and how are you gonna do that well you have to take my virginity or mm -hmm. or he says like you have to sleep with me in front of everyone so zeus can see it and like not mm -hmm. want me anywhere and ah, oh, so this is persephone has never been like very explorative into the kind of kinks that she would like but when mm -hmm. Hades is like oh we have to have public sex because that's that's the thing I like would you be interested in it the fact that he, she kind of explores that mm -hmm. with him and and he is actually such a he is so considerate with her because he's like okay maybe we should ease you into it maybe we should like first discuss how you feel about it but you have to be in front of all these people and it's just so good I love how he explores her boundaries in a way that it's never like too fast for her mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah it's like slight like tenderness to it even though he is like trying to deny that he has feelings for her from the get-go yeah and like Again, Hades is like this big, mysterious person, this aura. But when he's with Persephone, he like melts completely. And he just tries to, to you know, make her feel safe, make her feel protected. But also Persephone is kind of like a bit of a bratty kind of, kind mm -hmm. of character. So she's always trying to push his buttons, trying to make him feel for her. And like, it's so good. They both have a, a push and pull dynamic. Where he's like, no, no, I'm the one who makes the decisions. And Persephone's like, mm, do, are you sure about that? Oh, I really, yeah. I really enjoyed this a lot. I really like the dynamic of her, like, as soon as she sort of recovers from her injuries, from covering, uh, uh, crossing the river Styx, she becomes this 
number one, a bratty bitch, which who might love. Two, um, she he isn't the one who starts like going for her. She's the one who starts like trying to seduce her, uh, seduce him. Yeah, she's the one who was like, Oh, let's sleep together because that's how we'll have Sue stop coming after me or whatnot. Exactly. Um, yeah, and and the scenes in the in the club are just excellent. I am head in hands about it. Um, yeah, that's all I'll say. <laughs> it's a very, very sexy book. Like, like all the sex like, scenes are just so, so delicious. Yeah. I can't, I don't have, like, Adriana and I are just, like, very speechless because. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, but it sounds so hot because I, okay, I've obviously heard about Katie Robert and I've obviously heard about these uh, series but I haven't read them I don't know why because you know whatever but like hearing you talk about it I'm like bumping it up my TBR so hard like I am yeah. so close close to dropping what little money I have left for the <laughs> for the special editions that she's uh having promoting oh, doing a Kickstarter yeah um oh my god oh my god It sounds so hot. I love the 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 public sex scene. Yeah, I'm into it. There's a scene where where he's sitting on the throne, and she's sitting on his lap wearing this like hot ass black dress with this ice underneath. Um, <laughs> 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 and it's like. It becomes so racy really fast, but he still um, respects her decision to not do any public scenes with him yet. Um, and they stay in the shadows instead, like riling each other up. Um, and it's, it becomes a sort of a, a benchmark of their relationship, how, how far they go with their exhibitionism um and when they're finally deciding to be together and be more you know explicit about their uh desires it becomes a more public thing uh and I thought that was beautiful <laughs> <laughs> you wiping tears away that was gorgeous give them the Pulitzer Um, yeah, it was. The, please <laughs> give them the National Book Award. No, but it fiction. was it was really really good. Like I'm not a public exhibitionist kind of person, <laughs> Adriana Shosh. <laughs> but I thought um, we weren't going to discuss our kick test, Adriana. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> but um, this the way that Hades kind of. Like not Hades, but both of them. Like the the way both of them talk through it and like discuss the different things that excite them about these different types of acts. I'm like, huh? Maybe, maybe I don't know. Like it's so interesting. Um, that what people uh like what excites people and whatnot. So seeing their reasoning for it, for example, in this book, I mean, kinks aren't like psychological, but mm -hmm. in this book, we kind of see a reason as to why um, Persephone in this case is maybe like intrigued by the exhibitionist mm -hmm. exhibitionism thing, because she has a fake um, persona for the media. Mm -hmm. She's, she's portrayed as this sunshine, innocent, girly girl whatever for the cameras and this exhibitionism um for her symbolizes like taking control of her own person of her mm -hmm. own image so seeing this um aspect of kink in in the book is interesting because you know you sometimes um you don't realize like it's not just an, an impulse thing mm -hmm. it, it sometimes mm -hmm. it has a reason and that's that was very interesting for me to see as well Yeah. Ooh, sounds hot. Like I I just I'm just here <laughs> listening to you guys talk about it and I'm like Paris Hilton, like that's hot. I love it. 
and it's like uh other than the like the sex scenes and everything it's also such a good plot like like mm -hmm. these 13 houses um waging yeah. against each other and they all organize and control like different parts of the city it's like fantasy organized crime Ooh. yeah yeah sort of it's not like mob mob but there's some shady things <laughs> happening um but then Hades acts as a sort of mayor of the underworld I guess um so you know the part of the city that's like mm -hmm. um abandoned by the mm -hmm. by the bigger city which is so interesting as well yeah and then like you see Persephone when she starts visiting the the local shops and stuff and they're all saying uh that Hades is such a good leader and takes care of them despite the the blockade that Zeus is carrying against the underworld oh so um, it's kind of political yes yeah sort of it's in the sense of like fantasy world building modern mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> world building uh and but yeah there's a lot of uh suspense as well uh because you know Zeus is trying to get Persephone back um and Persephone does not want to return and there's stuff with Persephone has two sisters who the series revolves around the second book will revolve around another one of her sisters um, so it's very interesting and uh yeah highly recommend. i'm into it i might just buy the the special editions i don't know but i might i also recommend the audiobook like i i <gasps> listen through it to it through audiobook and Roman's audiobooks can be so good. good like the they are hit and miss honestly yeah exactly these this is really good like i recommend this book in any any way just just the way i will anyways um adriana what what about yours mm, well speaking of people with public images my book deals with uh two celebrities uh well i guess one celebrity and one sort of celebrity in the making uh it's called syncopation by anna sabo uh this is the first book in the Twisted Wishes series, which revolves around uh, this rock band, uh, fictional, obviously. Um, and the first uh, book deals with the singer of the, or frontman of the band called Ray Van Seller, um, who after a public spat with one of his uh, bandmates, they, he's forced to go and find a new drummer um and in comes Xavier Deimos who it was Ray's high school crush uh who was a few years older than uh Ray uh so Ray had this sort of hero worship towards uh Xavier and uh he tries out for the band, is hired, um, but Xavier notices that Ray is a bit of a, a dynamo, uh, also a bit of a brat, and uh, he's like, this man is so hot, I'm going to seduce him as well as work in his band, and I'm also <laughs> going to try and uh, introduce some spicy BDSM into our relationship to see if he can calm down a bit um, <laughs> and that's what happens <laughs> uh, so yeah there's uh, a lot of drama that happens uh, and Ray has his own baggage past baggage with uh, previous relationships um, there's a past of uh, if I, if I remember correctly, of abuse from a previous relationship. So uh, he has a hard time trusting Xavier. Um, but 
you know they they talk openly and they they start flirting uh and uh once ray realizes that Xavier being all dummy towards her towards him does something oh my god awakens something in him uh that's when they start uh fucking and it's so good it's so good (laughs) i've heard a lot about anna sabo actually um and i like i like their covers i like their plots like whenever somebody like does you know that sometimes people do threads of books that they've read and they do like the bullet points Mm -hmm. and maybe sometimes they go all out and do a mood board Mm -hmm. I love when readers do that for Anna's books so I'm like huh when am I gonna finally read one of their books because I'm just slacking I'm slacking that's what it is. I'm going to be very honest with you. When I saw the cover, I thought it was about demons for some reason. <laughs> it's, because of the fire. it's because of the fire. You probably yeah. think that it's like infernal or something. But no, it's it's just that they're very hot men. Um, <laughs> In a rock but band. But I am going to like, like do, do, are there like very angsty singing scenes well, between them well, or stuff like that? Xavier is the drummer and I don't really remember if uh Xavier also sings in the band or does backing vocals or something but I do I think I recall Ray singing and doing this sort of flirtatious thing with the like Xavier um on stage um but it's been a while since I read this I'm gonna be honest uh so I don't really remember but what I do remember is the like really good sex scenes. And also there's Ray, I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, deals with a lot of anxiety and uh, he finds a lot of peace in being the submissive in the relationship between them um, and finds it very relaxing to go into the uh, subspace um, which is why their relationship starts uh, becoming more serious when he starts connecting uh, the calmness within him with being around Xavier not necessarily in a sexual way because uh, basically what Ray does is go into a submissive posture even if it's by himself um, and that helps relax him and get into a more calm headspace. Um, and I found that so interesting to, to read about. Um, just to see that depiction of not necessarily using sex as a way to cope with the different things that are happening, but using the methods of it that are tied to a specific person as a way Mm -hmm. to let go it was really good to read about it sounds like it it sounds like a very deep character exploration i love that Mm -hmm. i love romance books so much is it a like a long book i mean not not long but you know what i mean i from what i remember it was uh it was it wasn't a novella or anything it wasn't a, a like Harlequin level short book either. It was it was more on the long side because there is a lot of angst as well. Um, so there's a lot of uh, plot things happening in between, um, and you know, there's a lot of uh, meat in this series, uh, and all the books revolve around the different members of the band. Um, one of them is a bodyguard romance. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, it's. I I haven't fin. I haven't read it. I have it. I haven't read it yet. I do want to read it though, uh, because one of the uh, the love interest, the bodyguard, is a trans person, um, and I'm like, yes, baby, I'm I'm in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. Ooh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I might hit up the. Viana Sabo collection. <laughs> yeah. 
And I do want to shout out that I think, I'm pretty sure I remember the way that I got into this book was through uh, Corey Alexander, aka San West. May they rest in peace. um, Because their recommendations and their work in like BDSM within the romance community was so important. Um, And their their posts about good BDSM representation versus really bad and harmful representation helped me get into a more critical headspace of what I'm reading about when in terms of like kinky romance Uh, and it was I I miss them I miss them a lot I miss their 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 writing and uh, I hope wherever their energy her soul is uh, that they're happy and well. Not That's to really bum nice. anyone out. Oh, I know that though. That was such a sweet way to like end the the talk about about your book. <laughs> like that was so that was really sweet. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like um, they always gave such good recs because it's not um it was never books that I would have ever found Mm -hmm. had it not been for their recs and yeah they they were always very very um open and like very helpful because you know in my case I was like a baby (laughs) baby getting into the romance reader um community and they were always very helpful with recs and um, like replying to tweets and stuff like that it was always really nice um like you said, they are very missed. Yeah. But to move on from the sad uh, uh, sort of uh, segment. Uh, Energy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's, Paula, do you want to talk about your book? I do. So this book is very, very special to me because it's the first romance book that I read that wasn't, you know, fanfic. Mm-hmm. Like the first adult romance book with sex scenes that I'd read mm-hmm. um, since uh, my days in the fan fiction community, <laughs> I want to say. So it was very special to me and it was special for two reasons. One, because Cam, you mm-hmm. know Cam, everybody knows Cam, um, they were talking mm-hmm. about uh romance authors that they loved and stuff like that and Rebecca was one of them and then shortly after the arcs for these were up for grabs I think um Rebecca actually self-published this series I want to say um I don't know so yeah but they were but uh Rebecca was like if you want an arc sign up here and at the time, I had a really <laughs> bad blog. <laughs> but I was like, I'm going to see if I can get this. Um, it was a time when I was not afraid to ask for, for books, which, is, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I got it. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. And I was also very interested in it because it, like, Rebecca stated that it was, like, low, or not low, but, like, soft bdsm vibes Mm -hmm. and i was like i've never read like bdsm at all haven't read romance like adult romance in a long time um so i was like i'm in anyway this book is (laughs) kind of like i want to say romantic suspense um and it's about liz who is a lawyer and this client of hers wants to like quote-unquote take revenge on her so he hired somebody to kill her and the person failed to kill her so now she has to go into into hiding and oh there's like patrol outside <laughs> the king police is here the king police is here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so yeah liz is a lawyer where did i leave? okay so the person fails to kill her and now she has to go into hiding and her co-worker suggest that she goes to his family's farm and to keep her extra safe and not raise any suspicions that she and 
the co-worker's brother, whose name is Silas, uh, should pretend that they're dating. Um, and it's so fun. Like this guy, Silas, is so not having it. He's he's just very grumpy all the time. And I love it. He's he he was a romance author romance author no he was a romance book hero that again I hadn't read in a while because mm-hmm. um whenever I read uh fanfic a lot of the male guys were male guys what am I saying why can <laughs> I speak a lot of the male love interests were grumpy-ish um so I didn't realize how much I missed reading a grumpy male love interest until I read somebody like Silas. Um, Yeah, and the BDSM aspect comes in because obviously they're, you know, getting intimate. Obviously, they're sharing a bed because they have to pretend that that they're dating and it's like a serious relationship. Exactly. Of course. Obviously. They must. They must (laughs) convince people that they are in a relationship by sleeping in the same bed you get it you get it exactly on a farm in the middle of nowhere but they they have to they must do it like you don't understand (laughs) um (laughs) but um so they they start like this conversation about getting intimate with each other and stuff like that and I, if I remember correctly, he starts talking about like sex workers and she's like, I don't know what's wrong, like what's bad about being a sex worker because she was a sex worker. She was a dominatrix. She did it to pay uh, for law school and that's how the BDSM, you know, comes in. She's the dominant one and he's the submissive one. And it's very like, yeah, it's, it's, as Rebecca said, very soft BDSM vibes. Um, so I recommend this to anybody who is like just trying to dip their toes into the BDSM books. Because, um, yeah, it's it's not. How do I say this? Like, it, it, you know, it's not heavy on the on the bondage. It's just like. The beginner's guide. Yeah, yeah, it's- the beginners exactly. guide. and it's also very emotional too so it's yeah it's nice it's very nice i i love this book like i i also read it mm-hmm. uh, if i remember correctly um jason momoa is like the fa- the fan cast for mm-hmm. silas and i believe that rebecca said that he was also um coded as autistic but um oh. because he's he's adult like um he hasn't gotten an actual diagnosis, if I remember correctly. Um, I read this like years ago. I don't know. I, I don't even remember when this book came out, but I know that I read it before it came out. So, so you know. Well, the third book in the series came out last year. That should be enough of a benchmark of like how yeah. far back. T- time is not real. Yeah, true. Is what <laughs> <I think. laughs> But yeah, like you said, Paola, you know, they have to convincingly, uh, you know, be together for everyone. And it's it's just so funny because they live on a farm in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who, who, who are they convincing? It, it makes no <laughs> who sense. Who are they trying to convince? But the rules, the rules of romance. But the rules are. The rules of romance state. Somebody a should. Fake, a fake relationship must contain some sort of <laughs> bed sharing must <laughs> somebody should exactly. like rewrite like this is how to be a heartbreaker by marina and the diamonds <laughs> marina oh diamonds God. i don't know <laughs> to fit like this is how to write a romance book it's <laughs> like there are rules one, bed sharing well, like, rule, just... rule number one stays which is you gotta have fun exactly <laughs> maybe when you're done (laughs) but like there's like there's these scenes where she's like introducing him to to the dominant dominatrix side and whatnot Mm. but it's also so sweet and so domestic 
Yeah. Because, you know, he's like teaching her about how he runs the farm and he has like a billion dogs or whatnot. I don't know how many dogs he has, but I know that they have a lot of dogs. And and she's like this girl boss. So <laughs> yeah. she's, girl boss. She's like, yeah, she's a girl boss. You know, <laughs> she she's she runs the world in her huge ass stilettos and whatnot. But <laughs> but yeah, like her trying to let go of all of that also because first of all, you know, someone's trying to kill her. Secondly, uh, she has to disconnect from everything. Uh, it's it's just so good I like it because it feels like sort of like you know like the small town romance but in this case like middle of nowhere farm <laughs> yeah, yeah. I agree it's just so cute I, I won't lie I am a sucker for uh farm related uh stories <laughs> just because like there's some sort of forced proximity to it that I really like because if it's something like their neighbors of a sort, there's almost always no one else around. So they have to rely on each other. And I really like that sort of bonding experience in my fiction. Yes, and, it's uh, kind of like, it's, I don't know. I, it's like cozy, but also like angsty because the characters like refuse to accept that they have feelings for each other. <laughs> So it's like perfect. I love it. Yeah. So and just Rebecca is such a good writer that that she knows how to balance the angst, the sexiness, the smuttiness, the softness. Rebecca is just so good. Yeah. So good. I've only read the third book in the series because I read it as part of the uh, Ribbies um, oh. last year. So and I really enjoyed the third book, which is no. Harbor. Um, that one is a polyamorous relationship. Uh, and the characters in Sanctuary appear in Harbor. Ooh. Yeah, the main character in Harbor decides to uh, meet with the other two guys uh, in their uh, sort of relationship uh, at the farm as a meeting, a halfway point between uh, her place and their home uh and it's a very surprising uh cameo i i, I haven't read sanctuary but uh, mm-hmm. for the fans the fan service <laughs> seems good paola it's for us it's for yes. us it's for us <laughs> it was written specifically for mariana and paola um yeah sorry rebecca i will read it i promise yeah rebecca we have failed you i do have a question though because mm-hmm. you mentioned that she's the dom and he's the submissive is there mm-hmm. pegging no no ah no. oh, what the fuck <laughs> what's the point then again i know i know that rebecca has a book where the character pegs someone and it's yes yeah, any um, penny mm-hmm. yeah which I also have not read. God, Rebecca, I am a failure. Um, but this one, like like Paola said, is very like introductory into that kind of um, topic. Yeah. yeah, Harbor Harbor is more hardcore with the BDSM, I think, uh, from the description. Uh, it's funny because the series is called The Beards and Bondage yes. series. So I guess maybe that's also kind of the goal to start kind of low-key and then just once you're in the series just whoa yeah (laughs) i like it so do you want to do you want to say something else about the rebecca book just read it like just like read it read read rebecca's books rebecca's books are great she knows what she's doing and she's doing a ton of stuff i think she's isn't she publishing a ya book sometime in next year or in 2023 i think so yep yep also rebecca seems to go viral a lot on twitter (laughs) so so you know follow follow her um she has really good takes on a lot of good things so yes just stan rebecca because we all do here and uh as as of the date of this recording she released the new cowboys uh book ready to <laughs> jump back into the 
uh, Cowboys of California series um, because they're so good. Um, the, the, the first one is good. The second one is good. So I imagine the third one will also be good. <laughs> on brand. It's on brand for Rebecca. If it's a Rebecca book, it'll be good. That's it. That's it. Yeah. The normal question about uh, whether we'd be open to uh, this Engage. exploring the, the topic at hand um, <laughs> not, not to go deep into the kink test results or whatnot, uh, <laughs> but I am just saying that I am open to communicate with my partner. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Uh, if you want to know the answer, then date me. But <laughs> or, or be one of the co-hosts slash best friends uh, for to exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but but what about you? Me? Oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> I, I, again, I am open to discuss with partners slash partners, uh, future mm-hmm. or otherwise. Um, uh, I'm open to discuss whether we're partners or not. I've I've talked about it with friends. I've talked to talked about it with uh, my fellow co-hosts um i guess if you really want to see my kick test results uh i don't know <laughs> subscribe to this podcast and uh dm me <laughs> oh my god has the screenshot ready yeah. so you subscribe know. screenshot dm me <laughs> you my kick test results Adri will be happy to do that <laughs> because when you see the number one result you will understand why I'm so open to sharing uh, <laughs> <laughs> the result yeah uh, the Paola yeah <laughs> yeah I'm open to to talking about it hi, yeah hi voice yeah <laughs> yeah no, Paul yeah. and I are pretty reserved about it, and Adriana, meanwhile, is like, and yes, is like, I will tell you right now. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm down to talking about it, um, and see where it leads us because it sounds like it honestly sounds like a lot of fun. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I think if done with someone who has your best interests at heart. Uh, and just wants uh, you both to enjoy the experience, um, whether that involves pain or not. That you know, your kink is your kink, your taste is your taste. Uh, that's fine as long as it's consensual. Um, yeah, but yeah. In in summary, BDSM cool. This is a B- BDSM friendly house. Yeah. Yes. Here a friendly podcast in conclusion an enthusiastic yes um <laughs> uh yeah so that's it for our show tonight slash today slash whenever you're listening um marianne where can we find you i am blind signing you again blind sighting whatever I, I, i'm used to it i'm used to it um just find me like, I'm just going to say, find me on Twitter at Bookish Boricua, and I have a link on my bio where you can find me everywhere else. And yes, that's that's for me. Um, What about you guys? What about you, Adriana? You can find me at Boricua Reads on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, um, and find all the information about me on my website, which is also BoricuaReads.com. Um, You'll find all sorts of uh, information about the things that I will be working on or have worked on. Um, And yeah, fun times. Paola? (laughs) Uh, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Gerrerar. That's G-U-E-R-R-E-R-A-W-R. As of the posting of this episode, you still have about two weeks 
to donate to Books for Mexico, which is a campaign I started to get diverse YA titles, mostly YA titles, to Mexican kids. These books will be going to a public school. Uh, public schools in Mexico are notoriously underfunded. Um, and yeah, so if you are interested, check that out. That's books for the 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 number four, uh, mexico.tumblr.com for the complete list. And hit me up if you know of any translated books that you would like to bring to Mexico, as long as they're diverse, you're welcome. And, and I do author interviews on my YouTube, which are very fun and exciting. And I also relaunched my Patreon, so please support me. It would mean the world to me. Um, yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah, this this uh, was a fun episode. Um, but, you know, it's always important to share, rate the podcast and leave us a review um, and subscribe. If you do subscribe, I am open to you sharing a <laughs> screenshot. Uh, and uh, I will say I will send you the kink test results. Mine, not Mariana Paula's, obviously, because I do not have their consent. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe if one you day. just want to like compare, if you want to compare King Tess, then talk to Adriana. Adriana is eager, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And yeah, follow us on Twitter at Mapping Tropes and Instagram at Mapping the Tropes. I'm the person who runs the both uh, uh, social accounts. medias accounts. So again, if you're gonna <laughs> send a screenshot, you can do it there, or you can send it to us to our email. <laughs> <laughs> this is how i'm segueing into all the all our things now yeah so other than king test you can also send us trope <laughs> ideas or things you think we can cover on the podcast um or just get in touch with us not not necessarily only for the king test but if you want to <laughs> <laughs> This is this has been like the running joke this episode, incredibly. <laughs> um, but yes, next episode will be out in two weeks, and we will be talking about weddings. What a beautiful and wedding! It's very interesting how we were talking about kinks today, you know, BDSM, and now next week is weddings. So yes, enjoy our duality, our our multitude. <laughs> And, and yes, does anyone else want to say something before we, we go? Thank you for listening. Yeah, this was Mapping the Tropes. Baby. Baby. Bye. See you next time. Adieu.